for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome to the Fall Podcast, everybody out there today. It's a glorious day, and today Justin and I are by ourselves. We're just doing a little uh, BS session, a little catch-up. I mean, you and I have talked a little bit on the phone lately, but you're getting ready to gear up and leave here soon. I mean, season's approaching fast, and I thought it'd be a good time to just bullshit with you a little bit and figure out what, what each other's plans are for this fall and what you got going on right now, so... I guess. With that being said, I, I do need to know, though. Like, give everybody an update. Like, what's on the new farm? What's on What's on trail cam right now? Honestly, man, I don't know. I've, I did one camera poll, and uh, all the things I say about keeping it simple and being cheap, I think, is biting me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have those Tasco cameras from Walmart. They were like 25 bucks, whatever they were, and I put the cameras out. I guess it'd be almost four weeks ago now, and we went on vacation last week, so I, I did a card poll on the farm after two weeks of soaking, and there was zero nighttime pictures, only daylight pictures, and there was like 600 pictures, does and fawns, and I had two small bucks on there, but uh, something's happening, and I'm not getting any nighttime pictures, so I don't know. I'm not trying to get too worked well, up over it. I'm not going to stress <laughs> out and try to dive into all that stuff i just i put two more out there so i got four now that have been out there for two weeks uh two of them are a little better quality <laughs> uh i put a uh a bushnell camera and a covert camera out there on top of the two that were already so- there so um not only that <laughs> man i i got tore up by chiggers when i went out there to check them <laughs> We were, I was just thinking that too. When you yeah, were, it was terrible. I knew you were going to talk about the chiggers, and I would just laugh when. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was so terrible. Like I, obviously, if if they, I know you have, but if anybody listening has never had to deal with chiggers, it's like oh. invi- invisible mosquitoes. But the bites last for like two weeks, and they itch like crazy. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's put it I this way: I would rather have ticks on me than chiggers. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get sick from chiggers, but right. either way, it's it's not fun, and it's you don't feel them, you can't see them. All of a sudden, you just look like 
I had them all between my knuckles, like in the webbing of my fingers, <laughs> my waistband, like, and that, that's where they typically end up is like in your waistband, like, like where your underwear meets, like your, your pants, you know, they just, for some reason, that's just where they fall. But, um, I didn't spray down. I just was like, oh, I'm going to go in quick and pull these cards. I took my computer in and I just dumped, dumped the cards and formatted them and put them back in and got the heck out of there. And between no pictures and getting chewed up, like I was just like, screw this place. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and man, that that's a terrible, that's a terrible trip right there. <laughs> Cause you, you're pissed that you're pissed the whole way back home. If oh, yeah. you had looked at your cameras, you know, and you're like, I, I'm just a disaster. I had the same thing go, uh, hit me yesterday, <laughs> but it wasn't chiggers. It was, I'm pretty sure I have poison ivy from head to toe. Oh, did you weed, did you weed whip some more poison ivy? <laughs> I, I didn't weed whip it, but it's that same plot from last oh. year. And I went in there cause we got rain coming in a couple days. So I needed to plant the food plot, which by the way, I sent you the, the pictures of the border patrol yeah. that we did. I mean stupid high right now um but i went in there and it was i mean it's it was 80 degrees yesterday with a good breeze it wasn't like unbearable hot by any means so i'm like i'm gonna go in there and get this done be quick with it i wanted to put a cell cam in there and i've been wanting to put this little water hole in there so i went in there and dug the water hole by the time i was done digging that water hole i was thought i was gonna pass out like i thought (laughs) i was gonna have heat exhaustion and then i'm trying to film and oh, which yeah. I told you after I get it back here in the edit bay, all my vlogs, the preset, something every time, you know, on the A7, you know, when you, I, our presets on, on preset three is for when we're doing our pictures and then you go back to preset one. Well, every time I'd switch back and forth from pictures to video, it would reset the focal point. And when I was watching it back, it looked like it was in focus. Come back here, out of focus. So I got to go redo it. Oh, man, <laughs> Just a rookie move, man. Well, it's, I don't know. Welcome to the world of self-filming. Like, especially on those, on the R series and the S series, you can't see yourself. You, you, there's no way to know. Nope. Yep. The screen doesn't flip around. However, the A7S three that's getting released in October, by the sounds of it, does, does flip. A, does flip. Oh yeah. Yep. That's but. fun, and it's 4K and 120, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it does. So that'd be nice. And I think it'll do 6K 30. Full uh, frame. I believe so. But I, <laughs> I was I already ordered some reviews on it and everything. I already ordered the R5, so I'm not. I'm trying not to pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't keep up with it, man. It's like you buy one, and like a couple months later, another one comes out. It's like what the hell? Well, yeah, and. I guess in this in this case it's a little different just because it's been so long since the A7S2. You know, it's A7S2s was a standard and still will be, I think, for a long time. But it's a great it's camera just, still. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's I don't know. I've I was I was trying to buy my time and I wanted to get that A7S3, but Canon came up front. You know, came out first with the R5 and it was available and. That does 8K RAW, 4K 120. It's a 45 megapixel full frame sensor, and uh, I just I know it'll be a long, it'll last a long time, and it's going to be a really good all around camera to do anything with the Canon color yep. profile. So I'm, I don't I was regret say, it. You it's got just, Canon color. Yeah, it's just a little more expensive than the A7S 3 but 
I don't know. I don't. And the thing is, I don't even know when I'm going to get it. I pre-ordered it from B&H, and they shipped me the lens, but no body because it's not in store yet. I'm like, well, that's, that's a little bit of a <laughs> tease, but all right. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's... Well, that kind of <clears throat> kind of makes me think about this year and what my plans that I want to do this year. So I've been doing a lot of work on the main farm, one of my one-acre farm, and everything's dialed, set, ready yeah. to go. I got the food plot planted, cameras are out, you know, stands. I do have some presets out there. And the reason why I'm going to do presets out there is because it's so small, which you know, I mean, it's right. so small, and I, I just want to be able to get in there and... But uh, this year, my biggest change, after talking to Justin Hollinsworth, he really kind of opened up my eyes and kind of, you know, talking to you over the last couple of years, getting mobile. We talked about it this winter, you know, oh, yeah. in the spring, getting mobile. So my family farm is a lot bigger, um, 215 acres. And I think, you know, after talking to him and you and stuff like that um, and, and hunting those, what he calls the edge winds and everything like that, I mean, he opened my eyes to like, just kind of taking a different approach this year and getting a little more aggressive. And the more and more I listen to his stuff, like on different podcasts and, and kind of talking to him through text and all that stuff, like um, getting aggressive, you know, he's, he's under the understanding, like if he sees a deer do something one time, he moves in if he needs to move, like he's not going to let him do it twice without an arrow in it. So I kind of taken that approach and you've even been telling me that as well. Like, you know, get aggressive and, and kind of do something a little different. But also I'm thinking like, I think I might do a lot of self-filming this year just because, I mean, if I can get a guy to come with me, great, you know, but, um, I might do some self-filming and try to <laughs> probably going to kick myself right square in the ass, but <laughs> I think I'm going to try it. Yeah. It's obviously it's doable, you know, and like, that's, that's what I do, but I do it because I don't really have a choice. Like my wife doesn't, know how to run a camera you know unless i put it in full auto and even then it's just you know how it is when you hunt with somebody who films and you guys just click you're on the same page like the camera guy you don't have to worry about that person right and you guys are just you're in sync and uh it's one thing to if you're going to be moving you know if you're going to be mobile packing stands and camera gear i mean i i didn't make it till about november 10th and i was like screw this i'm done and then every time i would go to hunt i was just like i can't leave it behind i have to do it you know and it's just yep it's a blessing Mm -hmm. and a curse to to know you can pull it off but i don't know it's well what i think i might do is my setup i might so i've got a uh the muddy arm that's like the smallest arm you can get from muddy i think what is it the outfitter arm or something like that yeah it's pretty light um but i am interested about the lone wolf camera arm that they have the custom gear what, yeah, what's it called I saw yeah. that. the pocket arm yep i saw that so the pocket arm might be something i might look into as well because that thing is designed awesome and the camera i think i'm going to run for self-filming because i think i'm going to do you know an a7 whether it's a7 s2 or the a7r what one of them and i think i'm just going to roll shotgun mic with a um 24 to 105 on it i think and then for my second angle i'm just gonna roll gopro i think and then you know just be light and dirty with it and i think that's how i'm gonna do it honestly and just whatever i can do i'm gonna do the best i can whatever i can do i can do you know yeah and that's 
the, the best thing I can tell you is just keep it simple. I mean, you know that. It's, I'm not telling you anything you haven't already thought of, but it's ditch the wireless, keep the camera light, carry less batteries, you know, and GoPro all the way, <laughs> 100%. Yep. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the Whitetail Addiction stuff that they're rolling out right now that yeah, Byron Horton that and – yeah, Byron Horton, we had him on the podcast, solid dude. And then yep. Justin Hollinsworth, so they're the producers of it. Um, I've been watching a lot of their stuff, and it just gets me fired up right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll sit down I'll sit down at night laying in bed, and I'm like, I'm going to throw some stuff on my phone, and I just get down a rabbit hole and oh, yeah. just watch the shit out of it, and I get fired up. I did the same thing. I, I watched uh, all the Full Draw Film Tour um, submissions this week. They came, they all got released this week, two at a time. So I spent, I was up till twelve thirty every night watching those. I'd go to bed at ten and I'd <laughs> sit there and and watch watch those every day. And then, um, well, today's August first. We're recording on Saturday, but uh, Chase in November came out today. I don't know if you know that. I saw that. Yep, yep I, I, on, just, I haven't seen the episode, but I saw that the, it was released today. Yeah, I think there's. I think they put out twelve of the episodes. I, if I had to guess, there's twenty four. That's usually what they do is half and half. But okay. It's on the Realtree three sixty five app. It's free to download. Uh, and then I think they're all they're all at YouTube on the eighth of August. So. I got gotcha. you. I watched one episode, and Josh did a good job. I mean, he always does a good job, but it's uh, yeah, it's cool to to watch those kind of knowing who everybody is and knowing right. who used to be yep. there, but. Still a still a great series. I've honestly been going back and watching, like when Aaron Warbritton and Zach Farnball and all those guys were at Midwest Whitetail, like back when they were hunting the buck nests and everything. I've been watching a couple of those. Those are yeah, those are fun to watch too. Yeah, they are for sure. It's Greg edited all those. Uh, Greg Clements and they. I don't yep. know if you've if you've been looking watching their social at all, but. They've been doing a lot of throwback hunts lately. Like they pulled a bunch of Greg's old DVDs out from when he was just a pup, you know. And they were, they brought back some really old stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess I mean today, like I said, we're just literally just bullshitting. Everybody's probably turned us off by now, but we're gonna keep this short and just kind of a little catch up episode. But what? What you're leaving on the twelfth, so you're leaving here soon yeah. for your first hunt. But what what is your hunting schedule looking like? You know, for this fall, like starting here, you know, this month. Oh man, I don't I don't know what happened, but it's like I blinked and all of a sudden I have hunts all the way to January right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as as I've mentioned in the past, I drew three mule deer tags. So the first one is in Utah, and that's what I'm leaving for on the twelfth. So I'll be out there for uh, nine full days of hunting. I'm going out two days early. The season starts on the 15th, so I'm flying out on the 12th, uh, meeting another guy, and we're scouting the 13th and 14th. We're going to hunt from the 15th through the 23rd, and then I come home on the 24th. That's August. And then I'm home for two and a half weeks, and I'm going to Colorado September 9th for an elk hunt a buddy from high school was like hey what are my options for elk this year and this this was only like two weeks ago so i was like uh colorado that's about it and he's like send me the details and next thing you know he's sending me his flight itinerary and he booked his flights and we're going elk hunting so 
<laughs> um, I'm going to be going, yeah, we're going to be in Colorado on, I'm going on the 8th. I'm going to get there on the 9th, I think, set up camp, and I'm going to try to hunt and scout for a couple of days before he gets there. I pick him up in Denver on September 12th. I go back to Denver the night of the 17th. He flies home on the 18th, and I actually got a trip to Alaska. I got a, a goat hunt on Kodiak Island. I'm going to go film. That's going to be from September 19th to the 28th. So I come back at the end of September. Right now, October is a clean slate. I got nothing in October, but obviously that starts whitetail season for us here. And then uh, going into November, if I haven't got a deer killed in Iowa, it'll happen then. I plan to hunt Wisconsin again. And then my second mule deer hunt will be at the end of November, uh, right around Thanksgiving in South Dakota. Um December is going to be a lot of waterfowl. I'm going to dabble into the waterfowl scene again this year. and I guess you could say I dabbled last year. I'm going to dive into it this year. <laughs> so we'll be in Arkansas quite a bit probably in December. Uh, I got a project I'm working on. I haven't told you about that yet, but project we're going to work on with a guy in Arkansas. And then January, the first week of January, is my last mule deer hunt in New Mexico. So Allie and I are going to go for new year's eve and then my hunt starts on january 1st yeah you're uh <laughs> you're gonna be busy <laughs> yeah i know and i gotta i gotta find some way in there to to keep some bankroll going <laughs> throughout all that so. i was gonna say i don't <laughs> know the how the hell part. you're gonna swing that but <laughs> i don't either i don't either I just, uh, i'm paying as, as much as i can ahead right now like I've got mortgage socked away to get me into uh, December, and as long as we just keep up on the utilities and stuff, there's no other travel, So, which I don't mean to yeah. sound like we're struggling. It's just thinking that far ahead, it's hard to make sure I tell myself, hey, there's still things to pay for. <laughs> right, yep. Well, being that busy, too, it's kind of easy to forget stuff, too. You know, you're oh, going to be yeah. on the road, and yep. so I totally get that. Well, so, you yeah, got I, a full slate. I mean, I've kind of got a full slate, but not not near as what you've got. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. I got I got a couple goals this year. I mean, last year I hunted Kansas and Iowa, and I hardly hunted Michigan at all. Like I honestly, looking back at it, don't even feel like I had a finger on the pulse of what was going on in Michigan. I mean, my family farm, I never hunted at one time last year. It was the first time ever since I was twelve that I've never hunted it in the fall ever yeah you know so i remember that conversation yeah but um so this year obviously gonna be filming a lot case or uh we're gonna go it sounds like we're going to colorado for an elk hunt end of august into so around august 28th to probably around the 10th or 12th of september probably come home um that will be finalized next week if we are going or not. It's pretty pretty solid right now that we're going. Um, nice. I'll be filming, but um, doing that for Humanimal. And then come home, Casey is going to uh, – Ohio is going to be his main focus this year for whitetail, for, for archery season. So Ohio starts, I think it's like the last Saturday in September, I believe, something like that. It's like 
you know, it falls on different days every year, like the 28th. Okay. And then some, sometimes it might be like the first of October. So, um, I can't remember when that is, but he wants to go down there and try to kill one on the lease early. And then honestly, my tags this year are going to be Michigan and Kansas gun. And I'm, I'm going to try to put some time in here in Michigan. I really want to kill a Michigan buck. I haven't killed one in Michigan since, uh, 2017. And then I, I shot Jim Abbott in 18. Um, yep. but I would really like to, to go after some deer here. Now, the one acre farm is it's kind of weird, man. Um, there's been all these windmills going up all over the one. I mean, they're all around the one acre farm and there's, they've been putting lines in underground all over the one acre farm. So like the deer on camera, there's like hardly any deer. And then I go and, you know, glass and you don't see the deer that you normally do glassing. But I do have the pulse on one buck that's, uh, he'll be good. I mean, he'll be right around Pope and Young to 130s and eight pointer. Um, yeah. Have no idea hit pattern right now. Uh, I know it's going to change, but I don't have him on camera, but I've seen him with my eyes, you know, eating the beans. Um, so kind of a little weird on that end. But on the flip side, my family farm, and the reason why I'm going to say this is because everybody and their brother knows about them already, but uh, so my family farm, it's 215 acres, and then the main road that goes by it is our big hay field. So, and there's deer, I mean, jam up in that every night right now. I mean, every night. So you go up there in glass, and you'll see 60, 80 deer a night, and there's two bucks up there that are slammers. One's probably right at 140 right now. Um, Dang. And the other one's like right behind him. Yeah. So, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, you go up there in glass and you'll see four or five different vehicles on the road just stopped and they're just glassing and, and just watching the deer. So I've kind of made it a goal to go after one of those bucks. Um, I have no idea if they're going to stick around. They usually don't, but uh, we'll see. And I'm I'm gonna name him the deer that I'll never kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be the storyline. So I'm gonna I'm gonna film some stuff around that deer for human animals. So he'll be I, I named the should, deer that I'll never kill. <laughs> I think you should just throw that out the window and call him Epstein because obviously he's not gonna kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I could call him Epstein. That's a pretty good one there. I should do uh, that. So dead, I guess working title, working title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he's he's a big deer. He, I haven't went up there and and glassed him in a little while. But this either this weekend or this week, I'm gonna go up there and try to get some more footage of him. I got some footage of him a couple weeks ago, and he was good. Amy's a ten point. Um, he was probably right at like 120 when I filmed him before, but now he's he's big. He's real big. Nice. So awesome. That's real. That's big gonna be the plan, and then obviously, what's that? So that's real big for you guys. Yeah, I mean, hell, if it's one twenty or one twenty five, and he's a three year old, I'm, he's for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. But no, and then December we have Kansas Gun, which I I've already told you I can't wait for that. It's gonna be a fun yeah. trip. That's gonna be awesome. I'm. I'm gonna have to keep a beat on you, in uh, Colorado, because I'm gonna be getting there right when you guys leave. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. Yeah, I, honestly, I could, what's that? So it's going to be interesting because I don't know. 
I mean, we we had a conversation a few weeks ago about the the moon guide, and uh, I brought up the elk hunt, but I I just I've never paid atten- enough attention to that, like to actually what happens with deer or you know with whitetail or with elk or any animal for that matter, but to know that there is an obvious like traceable effect, you guys are going to be yep. there the week before the full moon. I'm going to be there the week after, so. I'm interested to see what happens with you guys versus us, and if that yeah, stuff holds be, true. Yeah, that'll be that'll be that will be interesting. I can't remember what area we're going in, um, but we'll, we might have to talk and see if we're going to be around the same area. Maybe yeah. meet up or something as I'm coming out. You're going in or something. I think I can't remember. I think Casey's got to fly back on the ninth, and I I have to be back on the twelfth. So it might be one of those okay. things that I might just go with him, um, and then. Keegan and, and Adam and Lee might stick around for a couple more days if they haven't killed. But you. that moon thing is really intriguing because, you know, when we were talking to Hollinsworth, he was talking about how, like, the for Whitetail anyway, the four days leading up to the full moon, what did he say, the evening movement is really good, and right. then the four days after, the morning movement is really good. So I'm wondering if, yep. like you said, if there's any correlation. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to. I mean, I I've got notes right here sitting next to me right now from that conversation on that stuff because it's. I think on a hunt like this, when you've only got a limited amount of time to be, you know, to maximize your potential for success, like you, I mean, you always want every factor in your favor, but when you give yourself a time frame to operate in, it just becomes even that much more important. And honestly, I don't know that stuff is, you know, fact. I am going to be paying attention to it and see if it holds up. For sure. And, you know, we had talked about getting him on to talk more about the moon. I wonder yeah. if we should do that right here before you leave. Just say, hey, let's get back on another podcast. And yeah. I, maybe I might I might reach out to him and say, like, let's get on and do that. I, I, he'll probably do it. He'll probably do it. Um, I just I want to pick his brain about that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's I something too. you and I talk about it all fall, you know, cause I usually get a moon guide and you know, we'll text back and forth almost daily. Like, Hey, what's the moon doing here? Like what, what's it say? I watch it, but I, I, I really guess I don't, it's one of those things that I look at, but then I feel like it just kind of flies out the back window. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just, I'm here to hunt anyway. I'm going to go hunt anyway. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I, I don't know. Absolutely. Um, I'm just typing it in. I'm I'm almost positive it's yeah. You can get it as an app now. You don't gotta go buy the wheel, the dial. There's a oh really? Yeah. I'm sure you well, gotta I pay do for know. it. There's a free download, but I bet you I'm doing it right now. Sorry, <laughs> I bet you there's a point well, where you I have do... to pay something. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I do know that I was looking at actually last night. I was looking at like when the full moon's gonna hit this year in the fall. I think I'm pretty sure it's going to be October 1st. So what what Hollinsworth says, I think I'm going to kind of like do that. Like he said, the four days after the full moon, the morning movement's crazy. So I think those first, you know, week of season, I might hunt some mornings for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, if I have, I don't have it on my calendar, but if, if it is October 1st, that would be, if there's some crazy cold front that blows through that early, then oh man, it's going to be lights out. Yes, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited about that. Like I said, I'm I want to do the mobile thing. I, I've just got to force myself to do it, and just yeah. like I think if I think if if I do it like light, like you said, don't make it you know don't make it harder than it needs to be, and I think it, I'll have a lot of fun with it. That and and then. I'm going to say it this way. You have to lower your expectations for yourself as far as what you're going to see in video quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I agree. And I don't mean like half-ass it, but just there's going to be limitations that you're going to run into that are going to be like, well, that sucks. That's a, that's a shitty shot or, you know, that's, that's not framed in the left third or whatever. Like it's, you just got to roll with it. Film it all in 4k so you can crop it and that's it. That's all for I, sure. my, yep. my best advice. <laughs> no, I agree. And I got some ideas for, uh, we can get into it later, but I got some ideas for like a pack and and lighter pack and way to pack everything. So I've been yeah. kind of messing around with it and trying to figure something out, but I don't know. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm at though for this year and my plans going forward. And, and, you know, I might try to get a different tag. You know, I was thinking about hunting Indiana this year. That oh, still yeah, might happen. Sure. I just, it'll be like a last minute deal though. Like I got some time I've already tagged out. Like let's, let's run down there. I'm actually really excited to really try to put some time in here in Michigan this year. Yeah. No, that'd be, especially if not having killed a deer there in so long, like I feel like if you do have time to do something, you're just going to dive into that, into that family farm. Yep, that's just my guess yep. to your to your free time. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Like, the more and more I talk or hear about guys, you know, just saying staying aggressive and doing that. Like, I I have limited time to hunt, so it's yeah. like the times I do, I'm sick of like not hunting because it's like a certain wind, like being mobile. Like yeah. everybody says it, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but like now you have time, go and do it, you know, figure right. it out and just jump in. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. That's, that's me. It's like, I can just go for an afternoon hunt if I, you know, drive down to public land or go to that 40 and just see what happens. But I'm, I'm putting so much more effort into the out of state hunts this year, just because they're so new for me. Like obviously Alaska and an elk hunt and you know uh the New Mexico one it's like I've got a lot of money already out in those things because I mean I'll I'll admit it that's the New Mexico one's an outfitter hunt like I drew a tag through an outfitter so I mean I'm paying for that but if I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna need a substantial investment into gear for Kodiak before September so it's like I'm I'm not going nuts on whitetails like I've I don't know. I, I know I can go to public yep. land or that 40 and I'll, I'll find something. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but right. just yep. keep it low pressure and no, just I, go do what you can do and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I mean, you've got some, some, some honestly, a couple hunts that are once-in-a-lifetime deal, you know? So, yeah. I mean, put your time in and, and figure it out and do what you got to do. The whitetails will always be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it's, we talked about a few weeks ago like does it feel the same to live in iowa as it would if you were a non-resident you know anticipating hunting it once every five years and i i hate to discredit where i'm at and like i said i don't take it for granted but it's like i live in iowa i'm a deer guy 
and I would still rather put my resources into going somewhere else for a different animal. Mm. Yep. It's weird. Do you think Doesn't that's because the you got built, bit by that, you know, the elk bug and you're closer though out there to like instead of being like in New York where your drive could be 26 hours? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it. It's just it's more accessible. Like I'm only yeah. 9 hours from Denver from my driveway to right. Denver. I could be there in 9 hours, you know. That's it's a chip shot compared to some of the stuff I've driven, but to me it's like, okay, that's easy. And it's an over-the-counter tag mm-hmm. for 600 bucks. You know, why not? Okay, we can make that happen. But it's like, I also, I've got that 40, and I'm not saying I'm not doing the work there, but it's like, I there's other people that are going to hunt it come gun season, so it's like, I'm not going to go nuts in there. And I honestly don't want to do a lot to the to the property because I want to see how the deer are using it the way it is. For sure, and yep. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm doing stuff right now that I know I never had the availability for before, which is, yep. you know, the mule deer stuff that just, and it's a lot of it's because it's closer. You're right. So. Yeah. Cause that's, you know, me in, in Michigan. Now I'm not saying I don't ever want to go on an elk hunt to hunt an elk. I do, but it just, I don't have that burning desire right now. And to be totally honest with you, a lot of it is because of travel. Like, I'm just not, like, big on just making a big travel right now. And, honestly, the whitetails, the burn for whitetails in me is just so deep that (laughs) I just really don't want to do anything else. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. It's This is going to sound like a crazy analogy, but it's like when you shoot your bow at 60 and you can get, you know, a 4-inch group, you walk up to 30 and it's just like you can shoot 12s every time. To me, yep. it's like, you know, do the other stuff and come back to whitetail, and it's like the whitetail is the 30-yard shot. You know, it's – I don't want to say it's easy. It's To me, whitetails is a little more mental game. The other stuff is a little more – I don't want to say physical. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, if you don't hunt elk, you're a pussy, but it's just – it's different <laughs> different style of hunt, you know? So it's – I don't know. It's it, it bridges the gap. You know, between the no right, but but the the whitetail is it, it's more convenient though too though because I mean there's whitetail everywhere. Yeah. I mean you could hunt whitetail five minutes from your house. You can't hunt elk, right? You know, and so I, or mule deer. So that's it's more convenient as well. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm taking two tree stands and and a set of sticks out with me to Colorado because if we find a wallow or something and you know we can slow Hell play yeah, it if, if it's ninety degrees out, you better believe I'm putting a lone wolf you know 35 feet up and i'm gonna sit there all day hell yeah i like that do the yeah. like the fireball eric chesser when he shot the fireball yeah he shot him on the ground though but he's yeah but he had a blind though i mean he yeah. did he built his own blind so that was kind of cool he just kept going back there yep you know kind of the same thing yeah yeah and that's i don't have as much time as he did to do that but that's i mean i'm not I'm not throwing anything out the window for that. I'll put it that way. For sure. Definitely, man. Well, I mean, we're, we said we wanted to be at a half hour at 34 minutes. I said we wrap this thing up. It's Saturday. I know you got things to do. I got things Uh, to do. So. All right. I'm going to. Let's wrap it up. I'm going to say no. We're not wrapping it up just yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. you, You said I have things to do. And I honestly just got done doing the one thing I've been trying to do for the last month and a half, which was get my freaking bow sighted in 
<laughs> we just talked about all these badass hunts and all this, these plans I have, and here I am 12 days away from going on the first one, and I just finally today figured out what sight tape to put on my brand new bow to where it all works and makes sense and hits where it's supposed to. Well, in your defense, though, I'm not going to lie. These directions that you got were a bunch of shit. Yeah, like this was thank not you, like oh, <laughs> this was not. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. So you can get into the story here and okay. talk about it because this is quite ridiculous. All right, I'll I'll try to keep the short version. You know, stay on track with the short version of this. But um, so I went with the CBE Engage Hybrid three pin sight. So if you don't know what that looks like or you know what it's designed to do, it's a three pin slider. So what you do is basically sight your three pins, you know, at whatever distance you want them to be set as if it was a fixed pin. I did 20, 30, and 40 on mine. Now what you're supposed to do is, you know, once those pins are set to 20, 30, 40, you make a little mark on the, on the slider, like there's a, there's a clean white tape, and you make a little mark, and that's your home position. And what you're supposed to do is work your way back to 60, Using and this is this is where it starts to get really messy. But the uh, the directions it comes with says to use your thirty yard pin. I'm sorry, your forty yard pin, which in that case is the bottom one of the three. Go all the way back to sixty until you can zero that bottom pin in, and you're hitting at sixty now. And this is you're using the um, like the gang adjustment, so you're moving the needle down. You're not you're not micro adjusting the pins. You're just moving the slider down. So the whole so the whole scope is moving. You get that to sixty, and you make another mark. And this whole time you're using the bottom pin. Make another mark. And there's a little gauge tool that you that comes with it. And all you do is you line up the thirty yard mark that you made on that white tape with the the thirty yard mark on this gauge. Like that's the that's kind of the point that you're pulling from, so to speak. And then below that 30, there's other little hash marks that correspond to one of 15 different sight tapes. So you hold the mark on 30 on the gauge, and then wherever your other line falls, you know, say it falls on 6, you're supposed to use sight tape number 6. So I'm like, okay, that's easy enough. Throw it on there, and I throw tape 6 on, and inst- instead of the needle falling on a 60-yard shot, they said it was at like 87. I'm like, well, that ain't right. <laughs> so, and this this started an entire fucking debacle where I started even, I was moving the scope housing, like I was changing the gang adjustments, like I was repositioning all the different parts on the site, like trying to like just th- think about it, you know, frontwards, you know, forwards, backwards, and upside down. And it just never made sense. It never worked out. I watched every video I could find on YouTube and, Last week, before I went on vacation, uh, a video popped up in my suggested videos on YouTube, and somebody else had uploaded a new video about this site. And he said he had the same exact problem. He emailed CBE, and they sent him a completely different set of instructions. There's like a, it's like a 10-step process that they sent him versus the three-step process that comes with the site. So long story short, I got it dialed today, and... I guess the right way to do it is set your pins to 20, 30, 40, like I did. Work your way back to 60, but instead of using the bottom pin, 
use the middle pin. So you're you're using the pin that when it's set to home is a 30 yard pin. Use that out at 60. Make your mark. Do the gauge thing again. Put the put the the tape it tells you. Put that on there. But then you have to roll it all the way back up to the home position. And then loosen the screw for the needle, like the indicator needle on the slider, and then zero that pin at 40 yards. And now that means, and I don't mean zero, but like you're sliding the indicator needle to 40 after you've already chosen the correct tape, after you've already shot it all these times. <laughs> because all that, and all that does is assign what pin is your floater. I mean, it makes sense now that it's all done, but... I couldn't wrap my brain around it. It's so confusing, though. Oh, it's oh my god, is it? So, long story short, so, here, <laughs> my I didn't have enough room to slide the indicator needle to forty to make my bottom pin the floater. So I just slid it up to twenty, and it still shoots perfectly fine. It's when it's at the home position, my pins are still set to twenty, thirty, forty. But now my my floater is my top pin instead of the bottom, which is what I wanted in the first place. So it's. It's all good now. Uh, so I guess what Justin's saying is, <laughs> if anybody out there has Buy a, a CBE <laughs> <laughs> or a Garmin <laughs> or a Garmin, yeah, or the Garmin. No, but if 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 you have a CBE engaged site, get a hold of Justin to figure it out. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, You've been man, working it's... on this thing for over a month. Yeah, I really have, and it's. I've I've read forums about it. I've read, I've watched all the videos. I've I I I could not figure it out. Like I'm not I'm not a dumbass, but I'll tell you what, it made me feel like one. Like made me feel like one too when you called me and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you even put one of your buddies on the phone and we had you know a three way call going, and he was he, he shoots the site and he's like, I don't know, man. I ended up just making my own out of a sticky yeah. note. And I'm he like, had, I'm like, I refuse to do that. I paid three hundred dollars for this site, and I'm not going to just fucking piecemeal it together with a sticky note and duct tape. He he bought it last year, going into last year's season, and he same thing. He calls me and he's like, "Dude, I can't figure this site out. Like, I feel so dumb." He brings it over. Him and I try all night, hotter than hell outside, sweating our bags off. Yep, hotter than <laughs> hell, can't figure it out. Finally, he did the same thing you did. Looking all over, but he couldn't find, you know, tried to call CBE. They wouldn't answer yeah, or they'd, he'd be on hold forever. Yep, same and, and he ended up taking a sticky note, cutting it in half, and making his own marks and just sighting every pin in that way. <laughs> Dude, it's, I was so dumbfounded. And I was just like, I don't know. I just refused to, you know, to piecemeal it together like that, like, I know there's a way to do this, and I finally found this guy. Like, I'm going to make another video out of it just because of the number of views that those videos get. I think people – I bet you someone searches for that video every single day. Guarantee it. <laughs> Probably. I'm, I'm going to make a video on it just for my analytics and say, hey, here's <laughs> – All you need to do is just grab your bow at the site and just just do what you did for the last eight minutes and just talk about it and say, hey, do right. this. <laughs> yes. Do this. And if all else fails – if this is too complicated, just go buy a spot hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't disagree. That's my story for the for the day. That's my moment of relief, so now we can wrap it up. 
<laughs> Speaking of sightening bows, <laughs> I need to go finish sighting mine in, so yeah. I should probably go do that. <laughs> yeah, well, now I got to just refletch all my arrows because every one of them has ripped fletchings from where, uh, you know, like if you've got a good tight group, like one arrow would go through the fletching of a previous Oh, arrow. yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's... Yep. Or, or you'd miss, or it'd be, the fletching would get dirty, so you need to wash it or replace it. <laughs> it's oh. been there. Yeah, mine are all ripped. I was sighting it with eight arrows for the last month, and every one of them has a rip or a tear or is peeling. And I don't know. I got half a mind to say screw it and just run it. But It's going to feel good, though, when you kill a big bull elk. So Yeah, I'm going to start with a big velvet mule deer. Yeah, that too. That would be fun. I can't oh. wait. You're going to have some crazy stories coming out of the next couple months, so I can't wait oh, to yeah. do those podcasts. Yeah, we might have to roll them all out in, like, October, but we'll get to it. <laughs> yep, for sure. Well, good all deal, right. man. Uh, let's wrap this baby up. And, yeah, everybody out there, thank you for all the support and downloads. I haven't yes. said in a couple weeks, but go to iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. Appreciate it. Don't forget, Justin still has a YouTube channel as well, so oh, go yeah. ahead and watch those videos, subscribe. <laughs> um, same way with our Humanimal YouTube channel. If you guys are yeah. getting ready... We're talking about watching stuff on YouTube, getting us ready. We got a lot of cool whitetail content over there as well. So go check that out. And yeah, that's about it, man. Let's wrap this baby up. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you.